the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, God, Amen, may the Lord bestow upon us His grace and His blessing now and up into the ages of all ages. Amen. In these days in which we commemorate and we have the fast dedicated to the Holy Virgin, there are many images which the Church gives us in order to understand and more fully the work of His, his safe, life-giving work in which saves us and heals us. There are many different images that you hear in the Tazbaha, in the Psalmodeya, and also in the prayers of the church, uh, which are most appropriate for this season. Today we'll do our meditation on the golden censer, which for us is a picture of the Holy Virgin, and also for each one of us, how we live and how we are faithful to the Lord. As God commanded Moses in the Old Testament, that when they come to worship, that they will have a place where they offer incense. And he said, you'll make a special altar that was made of wood, and it would be a certain size that was in the dimensions of a square. And, and this altar, also the height, which was a certain height, it was different from the altar that was inside the one of sacrifice. But the two are related to each other. It was also to be made of bronze because inside was made of gold. And then they would make a certain uh, offering for this, that would relate to the salvation of God for his people. There are many hymns that we use, but before we get to the hymns and the praises, the type of the incense, how the incense was made, was also a type of the Lord Jesus Christ. So we know, for example, that the coal is a type of the Savior and about his incarnation. And we know that that's why this is a symbol of the Holy Virgin Mary. But even the incense itself and how it's described in the book of Exodus gives to us a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ. There are three different things that are mentioned in Exodus and others that come later. It's said that it would be compound, it would be fine, and it would be offered in the evening and the morning. It also says that there will be no foreign incense, meaning it has to be offered to God. There were other, to other people who were offering incense to different gods. Like when you read in the story of the martyrs, they ask them to offer incense to idols. So it looks the same. Even the Shoria before, we have this one. There's different types of them that were used by the pagans. That's why Origen and Tertullian and some other people in the second century, they don't like to speak about offering incense. And some of the other Christians, they say, no, we don't have incense in our church because that was finished. We tell them, no. If you look in the book of Revelation, you find the priests who are offering incense to the Lord. And if you look in the book of Hebrews, you find also the Lord Jesus Christ and the work of incense. So incense is found in Exodus, is found in the, in the middle of the New Testament, and found at the end of the Bible. This was the picture that we offer to God, the true God, this incense. We also know that this is the work and the picture of each one of us. That's why when we offer, when someone departs, when we have special prayer that we say, can say in any liturgy, when we say the commemoration of someone who departed and we offer their name and we put the incense in the shoria, we say the same thing, that the Lord Jesus Christ is the incense, is the aroma of life. And each one of us is mentioned by St. Paul, Paul that we are the aroma of life. So when a faithful person leaves from this world and goes into the paradise, then we, when we remember them in the church, we also put 
incense in the Sharia to remember that soul that is a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ who gave us this aroma leading to life. When you look also in the work of salvation, when Zechariah was offering the incense in the altar, it took for him 50 years waiting. And in the time of offering the incense, there were 18,000 priests that were alive. In each time, divided by different tribes, the, from the tribe, the div divisions of the tribe of Judah, of Levi, sorry, there are 24 different divisions. Abijah is one of the divisions, and among them, they were divided into different sections. And each one, they would offer two times, each of those divisions, two times each year. And among them, then they draw lots again, five people from each of that division, and then they offer from two to offer in the morning and evening incense. All of this to say that one out of 50,000, so you can do the percentage, much, much less than 1%, how Zechariah had the chance to offer incense. Today we offer incense each day and night in the same way. Uh, and we all take this blessing, this great blessing. But just for Zechariah to offer the incense, that's what he was waiting for his entire life. Because the picture of the high priest to enter into the Holy of Holies was a picture of the salvation that would come after many, many generations. This is why when we offer in the liturgy, we don't feel it, but this was the work, we said that the salvation that God came to save his people is now fulfilled. It's also mentioned that the incense is compound. What does that mean? They would take the pure incense and they would mix it with different types of spices, usually rose, myrrh, and other different types. And there was one person specially de dedicated to do this. Why couldn't it just be purely one type? This word compound, that's mixed, meaning that the Lord is coming to save his people as a human. That it's not just God in the form that looks like a man, or not just a man who seems to be a prophet or a righteous person, but that he is God who will come in the flesh. And this mystery, again, was fulfilled, we say, without mixing, without mingling, without alteration, without change. Uh, but this picture of the true incense that is compound me is a picture of the incarnation by itself. We also say in Taishori or Tishori, whenever we say this, we also are speaking of the incarnation. We say that the Holy Virgin, she is the aroma of our Savior because the Savior who is the coal and the aroma that gives, uh, gives forth this uh, work of salvation. You also look in the Shoryan. You find there were many different ways to do this. But they would have the Sharia, which is golden, always from outside. In the old days, they could use different forms, whether they use clay, they use uh, silver. But when we say the golden censer, why it has to be gold from outside and inside? Just like in the altar, when we have the paten or the chalice, that we say from inside and outside. Because the Lord is coming to save us from outs not just from the outside like the Jewish people, but also from inside. That's the work of salvation. 
And we say that it's overlaid with gold because this is the work of the Holy Spirit to come to sanctify each one of us. We also say that when we put the coal, there, there used to be this one part by itself, uh, and these were either three or one, and this one has both. Why? Because these are not movable. This is movable. So they would say the ones that are not movable, they represent for us the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, where there is no change. But the one that moves, which is a symbol of the incarnation or the economy of salvation, the Lord is coming to save His people. And He lifts up the sins of the people. And He offered to the Lord as a life-giving sacrifice for us. The coal that Isaiah, when he took from the altar, the angel took from the right side of the altar and put it on the mouth of Isaiah. So we put the shoria on the right side of the altar and the coal, which is always the round coal, no beginning and no end, which is a type of the Lord Jesus Christ. It was black because the picture of humanity was darkened. But when the Lord came and took flesh, he renewed the image by the fire of his divinity. And the fire that brings forth purity, it doesn't burn us, but a purified Isaiah the prophet. That's why he said, I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell among a people of unclean lips. So Isaiah says that when Christ comes, he will save me from my sins, and he will save all of the people from their sins. And Isaiah was the prophet, he would speak by the mouth of God the holy things of God. Just like every time when we take from the mystir, it was its circle and not uh, any other shape to remind us of the coal of the altar that comes to touch our lips and give us salvation. This is why when we consecrate the mystir with the mairun, that we say the prayer that just as you did for Isaiah, also use this when the bishop blesses the, the mystir, he says the same thing. So as it saved the coal, saved the people, so also may when the, this blood touches the mouth of the people that also leads for us, for our salvation. This work of the golden censer in the hands of the priest. Also the, the bells that were on the shoria, it was also on the clothes of Aaron for two reasons. Number one, when the priest comes around that we are alert that if we are sitting, if we're distraught, we know that this we need for our salvation. And it was also the sound of joy. Blessed are those who preach the gospel, the good news of salvation, that were in all the ends of the earth. So when the priest comes with the shuria around the whole church, because in the Old Testament they didn't do this. It was only in one place and offered and sometimes hidden. But this was to say that God is saving all of his people and he dwells in the midst of his people. That's why one of the things that will happen when the priest comes, that you, you ask for the forgiveness of your sins. And the priest would offer this on the altar. We also see that the incense was offered in the morning and the evening. Why two times a day? It's mentioned uh, intentionally. Uh, that uh, the priest would offer every morning and every evening. When we are doing the Asheya, the, the some of the prayers that we say, unfortunately they are silent, they are, they are the same ones that when Aaron and his sons would go into the tabernacle or into the temple, they would say the same prayer. 
like Psalm 140, for example, or Psalm 83 in the morning. This was a picture of our salvation. In the evening, of course, you know why, because as we say in the Baskha, we say he offered himself as an acceptable incense or offering when his father smelled him in the evening on Golgotha. Because the Lord Jesus Christ was on the cross from the time of noon all the way till the evening. And it was in the evening, in the 11th hour, when they took him down from the cross and put him in the tomb. So as long as he was on the cross, he is offering for us the sacrifice for our salvation. What did the women do when they came in the morning? They came also to complete, they, they were trying to complete the same thing by putting the spices. In the evening when they buried him, they put many spices. And in the morning they came also to put the same thing, but they found that he had risen from the dead. So the evening and the morning offering of incense in the time of Moses was to give us the picture of the Lord offering himself on the cross and also his resurrection from the dead. The two things. So that we would see this is a picture of the incarnation, it was a picture of the crucifixion, and a picture of the resurrection. All of this when the priest is offering the incense. But, but he says special prayers what he says, the prayers, to give us the different meaning. So in the liturgy, when he says, was incarnate and became man, he takes from the shuriya, the incense, and he puts it in the shuriya. So we understand that this is a picture of the incarnation. But in Baskha, when he's offering in the sixth hour, we also know it's the same picture, but it has a different meaning. All of them are with us at the same time. In the church of the Anastasis, they, they have two places. They are like windows on the sides of the church. When the light comes in the day of bright Saturday, that is a picture of the resurrection, and the, the, the patriarch takes from this light, he, 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 help, he gives it to the other people who are waiting outside for the light from these two windows. And they are from the left and the right of where the altar is. And the priest, when he takes the shuriya during the, the liturgy, uh, in the incense of the praxis, he also goes in the same direction that they would do in the resurrection. So we are supposed to understand when we see this, that our mind goes to the resurrection. When we see in the evening the priest coming around, our mind is supposed to go to the crucifixion. We're supposed to understand what is happening, that Christ, the high priest, is offering for us a picture for our salvation, as uh, this is the, always done in every time we celebrate the liturgy. When the priest comes the first time from the altar in the liturgy, they will put the prosperin, and then he will come around the altar, and he will offer to the Lord three times. Then he will offer to the Holy Virgin Mary. He says this different prayer. Then he offers to the people, and then finally he offers to St. John the Baptist, the priest, the son of the priest. All of this is a picture of our salvation. He does it in the sign of the cross, and he says prayers. After he finishes, he goes to the gospel, and he offers to the gospel and takes the blessing of the gospel. And after this, he goes to the saints and takes the blessing of the saints. He offers prayers to the saints, and then he goes to the bishop, if there's a bishop, 
or to the throne of the bishop to offer prayers for the priest. And then he goes to all of the people. All of this is a picture of the church that is praying. Each one is different because someone else would come and say, you offer incense to people or to God. We say we offer to both, but with different meaning. We offer to the altar, we offer to God because He is God. But when we come and offer to the saints, not because they are gods in the same way. But He says a prayer to receive a blessing from them. And the same thing for the priest that he is asking, each of the priests, he's asking for their blessing or for the bishop and taking the blessing. That's why you'll see they will move their hands to give blessing and to receive blessing. And then he will go to each of the people uh, and he will also say the blessing. If it's in Bakr, he will say the blessing of Bakr. If it's a Pauline, he will say the blessing of St. Paul. If it's for the Paraxis, he will say for the blessings of St. Peter and Paul and all of the apostles. The priest is coming to give the blessing. But he will also receive two things. Sometimes you will offer prayers. You will say, we also want to pray for the people who are sick, the people who are in need. And this is mentioned in the book of Revelation that the incense represents for us the prayers of the saints. So when you are offering it to the priests, you are saying that we are with the saints, praying for the people who are in need. But we also have sins, so we offer to the priest, we say uh, silently, also some of the sins that maybe since the last time we confessed, we also need forgiveness of. So there are the three things that we offer. We offer uh, repentance, we offer prayers, and we receive blessing. This is important because when we see the shuriya, we shouldn't leave without these three things. We repent for our sins, we say the Lord, He offered Himself on the cross for us. And I am far away from the kingdom of heaven. I want to be closer to the kingdom of heaven with the saints. So Lord, forgive me for my sins. We also say there are people who are not able to enter the people who are sick, the people who are needy, the people who are far from God. So we offer prayers for them and we ask for the blessing so that we can live the rest of our life to glorify God. These works for us are a reminder that the Holy Virgin reminding us in these days that each time you come to the church that we are offering and we are receiving. In the evening, usually in Nashiyah, we are always offering our repentance. At the same time, you'll, you'll realize in your life, especially from one of the saints, that you come for the, to their veneration, that many of the things you're asking God for and the saints for their intercession, they answer in the time of the Ashiyah. Sometimes before, sometimes in the middle, sometimes right after. Because the, the work of the prayer is not in vain. And the final thing that we say that we offer to God our life as a living sacrifice. Every time we enter the church, it feels that it is the first time we enter. And sometimes we say maybe even the last time we enter, we don't know how long, that, how many days, how many chances we will get to, to offer th these sacrifices like Zechariah who was waiting his whole life. And he wanted it in the beginning of his life. The Lord gave it to him at the end of his life. And when he was saying the prayers, that he was asking for God to save his people, he was asking for a son, 
And he was asking also, he said he wants to be with the Lord in the kingdom of heaven. God answered him the three prayers. The first prayer, when he, when he said, your prayer has been heard, God is coming to save his people. The second prayer that he was offering for his son, the Lord told him that uh, your wife is with child and you will call his name John. And the third thing when he said, but I want to be with you in the kingdom, as is mentioned afterwards, the Lord Jesus Christ said, Zechariah who perished between the temple and the altar. It said in the time when they came to kill the children, the 144,000, that Zechariah was offering the prayers and they say also that he uh, offered himself uh, and was accepted as one who shed his blood for the name of Christ. May the Lord allow us to be like the saints in the kingdom of heaven. Glory be to him now and ever and to the ages of